I think a lot of us, especially as perfectionists, we get so focused on having a venture of ours, a goal of ours, be quote unquote complete before we start it. So let's say with Katie's business, do you think that you would be at the place that you are now if you had started in like a complete way? No, no. absolutely not. You had to just start and learn exactly. along the way. And I think you are, you know, writing things on the notes app and, you know, coming up with ideas and putting things into calendars. But taking that first step is really the most important part. And taking that first step without having too much of a plan is actually, and this is coming from someone that is the largest planner of anyone. Mm -hmm. I always want to have a complete game plan, but I think your game plan at some point starts to kind of like prohibit you. Welcome to Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives. I'm Katie Campbell, the owner of Katie Creative Co., a social media management agency located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. Happy March! Oh, yes. I didn't realize that it's going to be March. That's crazy. It's March in in a day. Tomorrow's the last day of February. Ew. Isn't that insane? That means that I'm, I did actually, now that I think about it, I did look um, today, this morning, at the countdown to the wedding, and it's 66 days. Yeah, you're getting married very in two weeks. (sighs) I need to get, I realized that I need to get a marriage license in, like, a week. What's crazy to me about this is, like, obviously we've been friends for forever, and, like, you know, we've been, at this point, we've been friends for probably three years, Um, and... You know, obviously, we've been dating Austin for 10 years, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, even the wedding, like, you got engaged a while ago. Like, all of it kind of just seemed like something that was, like, never going to happen. You know? Like, it all just seemed like something that was just, (laughs) like, never going to happen. I feel like that's how all, like, big events feel. Like, it's, like, you know they're going to happen, but you think they never are. And that's how this has felt. So, it's crazy that it's coming up. I, like, need to get my plane ticket, like, soon. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Jeez. Um, No, and I think, like, especially for me, I mean, like... One of my best friends, she got married kind of, like, quickly. Like, she met her, like, now husband and got engaged after, like, seven months and then got married, like, five months after that. Um, And that felt just, like, even that was, like, when is it going to happen? Even though it was, like, a year. So, for me, I'm, like, I, you know, we've been, we're going to get married, like, literally on our 10-year anniversary. And Mm -hmm. we got engaged in 2021. So. Yeah, I still remember because I was dog-sitting when you got engaged. And you FaceTimed me and I was, like, hello. And then I was, like, oh, my God, no way. Because I feel like when you've been dating as long as you have, like, you, there was no, like, of the usual like oh maybe he's gonna propose now maybe he's gonna propose now like right i mean you knew that like the ring was ordered but like yeah it was just kind of a could be any time kind of thing because y'all been dating for forever so like he could have done it three years before that he could have done it like it really could have been any time so exactly i feel like even that i don't know but i feel like it's so crazy that it's officially like in a couple of months and you're gonna actually be married and have a different last name literally so weird i purposely had my future sister-in-law get me this like h thing that like i hung on the wall and i literally did that on purpose because my last name is gonna start with an h Mm -hmm. and i am like so i mean my name is literally alexis adams aldridge like i am so um connected to the letter a like i have been all my life and i'm genuinely like i feel like i'm gonna have an identity crisis the fact that my last name's not gonna start with an a anymore so i purposely had Kristen get a like little letter cute little letter thing to hang on the wall so i look at it multiple times a day and it has actually helped like it's right in front of our bathroom so every time i walk into the bathroom mm-hmm. i look at that h and i'm like okay i'm starting to resonate with the letter h a little bit more i know i sound I, like a psychopath but well no i feel like no matter what like 
I just I've always thought it's weird. Like you grow up as a woman with one name your entire life and then it just changes yep. like your name yep. completely changes like your whole last mm-hmm. name, which I feel like is so weird. And like, obviously, you don't have to change it if you don't want to. But I can't imagine my name not being Katie Campbell. And I also yeah. think something that I don't know who I was talking to this about or two I was talking to about this, but talking about how like when we were growing up and our parents would be like, oh, I know this person as like their maiden name. And you're like, okay, get it in your head. It's not their name. Yeah. But like, <laughs> right. I am not going to be able to mm-hmm. just start calling you Alexis Hayes. Like, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. And especially my friends that I grew up with, like all my life, like they will always just be their maiden name to me. Like, yeah, because that's how you've known them for forever. So I feel like it's just so interesting, but I'm very excited for you to be um, wifed up, be wifey material. Wifey. Um, so, yep. ew. Wifey. Ew. Hubby. <laughs> And then, God, once, guys, this is not happening for a while, but in my mind, I think, like, I always just thought, like, you know, like, marriage was always going to, like, come first and then kids. And so, like, kids was always, like, that's, like, not allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. But now I'm, like, like, in my mind, I'm, like, I have permission now. You know, in like a couple months, I will. Yeah, even though that's be like, like not real, it does not how ha- not a real thing like at all. And like, it would have been totally fine if I had like had a baby before we got married. Like, I don't really give a shit about that. But just growing up, no, I get it. Like, it's like that was always there's like these checkpoints in your life. I feel yes. like where it's like yes, you know, like you, you you go to high school, you go to college, mm-hmm. you get a job, you get married, and then like whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then you have kids, and then you have another you kid. Have, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's crazy. Um, well, so that's Alexis's update. I actually have a really big update for you guys, a big personal yes, update you do. that I've known for a while, but I just haven't said anything. Um, so I, as we record this, I am moving to Lafayette in four days, I think, on this coming Saturday. We're recording this on Monday. Crazy. And then when you guys hear this, I will be, have there. just moved. So yeah. I will, I will have moved like the weekend that just happened. Um, so, because this is going up in like a week from today. Yeah. So, I am moving in with Jonah. Um, we, I've talked about this like since, you know, on the podcast, but he lives in Lafayette, which is about an hour away from Baton Rouge, and we've been doing medium distance. Um, and we actually signed this lease in January, but the house wasn't available to March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a house. It's very cute. Um, I'm very excited. If you are She'll watching. She'll have so much more space. Oh, yeah. If you're looking, if, if I'm doing any clips on TikTok, there's boxes everywhere behind me. We packed up my entire house this weekend, and I know that you're going to get this, Alexis, and a lot of our listeners will, too. Because my entire house is packed up, but I still have to live here for five days, the vibes are terrible. Yep. Um, my house is like. I can hardly move around. My house is yep. tiny, so all these boxes yep. are everywhere. But also, like, I don't have any – I don't have a plate. I yep. don't have – I have one fork. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to cook. Because, yep. like, it was just smarter for me to pack it up this weekend, like, when I had yep. help. And it's just a mess in here. Um, although I'm very excited to move this whole – like, this week. Moving is terrible. Mm-hmm. Katie oh, texted it's, me it's horrible. Katie texted me a few days ago and was like, I don't know why I'm, like, so anxious. And I was like – Dude, I literally moved from next door. We lived in a one-bedroom. Literally, I could touch the sharing wall, and we moved next door to a two-bedroom, and I was so anxious about that. That was, like, not a bad experience, but just, like, moving in general is terrible. Yeah, I hate it. It's the logistics. Like, my mom can't be there because she has to go to my brother's family weekend at Ole Miss, so that's bad. Um, And then my dad hurt his back, so he can't move anything. So we had to hire help. So I've got my boyfriend, my boyfriend's dad, my brother, my brother's friend who we've hired, my boyfriend's friends who we've hired, and then my my boyfriend's mom and sister who are going to be at the house in Lafayette. And it's like, Mm -hmm. who's going to be here and who's going to be in Lafayette and what time and whatever. And I was trying to explain this to Jonah where, like, he is the sweetest and he's he's doing a great job but like I feel like a lot of the mental organization load just totally. falls on the girls for this kind of stuff yes. and like mm-hmm. me trying to like organize and corral everybody and like it just feels yes. like so much and even though like I know that it's gonna be fine it just feels like there's so many logistics and then like yes. I have to label every box because I'm staying here to clean after they go and mo- start yeah. moving everything in in Lafayette and I have to like go get roof for my mom's house and like I have to deal with the dog yeah. and then whatever and then I have to like I feel like I have to know everything and know like make it super yeah. clear to everybody else of like where's this furniture going so that I don't get there and like everything's okay. in the wrong spot and then I have to move it again like it's just a shit that is so 
accurate and I think that that's so interesting I don't maybe it's just like the tech because we're very similar people so maybe it's just like our type of personality I don't know if it's like a girl versus guy thing or if it's like a Katie and I versus other types of people type mm-hmm. of thing but that was the same exact every single time that I have moved but specifically when I moved in with Austin for the first time and then when we moved to this apartment like people weren't asking Austin where things were going. People weren't asking, like, exactly. when they should come over to move, like, it, help us move. It was all, like, it was all me. And mm-hmm. I feel the same exact way about, May, like, planning things for Maine, planning things for the city hall, planning things yeah. for, like, our trips and stuff. Like, it's always I think me. it's, like... Not that I'm complaining, because I, frankly, wouldn't really want it. Okay. Another way. Yeah. Because I am a control freak. So, but I also, but it is like an emotional load. My therapist and I have talked about this because she's like, it's kind of a double-edged sword because like girls do have more like emotional and mental load for these things. But also, would you want it the other way? Like you probably wouldn't. Exactly. Because if Austin planned Maine, what? You'd go and be like, this is terrible Terrible. and horrible. (laughs) But, and it's kind of unavoidable. But like, it's literally like both of our like boyfriends slash fiancés, whatever, are the sweetest. Like, Jonah would, if I told yeah. Jonah oh, I need yeah. you to plan this entire move, he would do yeah. it. But, yeah. like, I don't Austin's want it that way. the same exact way. He's like, yeah. he's like, what can I do? And I'm like, nothing, stop. Yeah, and, like, I don't want it that way, but I also, it doesn't mean that it's not, like, a lot of work. Um, and I'm also, like, because of my anxiety, I'm like, I want to know exactly how this is going to go. There's no yeah. way to know exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be totally fine. But, like, I've, it's the logistics of, like, trying to figure out the Wi-Fi. Because I don't want to – I was telling Jonah, like, I don't want to be in a position where I have to go work from a coffee shop every day yeah. for a week because we don't have Wi-Fi. So I got that yep. figured out. Figuring out setting up the utilities and all of that. And, like, yep. getting with the landlord to get the key and doing the walkthrough and making sure there's no damages. And cleaning yep. up the apartment that I'm moving out of. And – Oh, one, sure that, one suggestion know. is um, keep, like, literally either on your computer or I would personally print it out. Um, when you do your walkthrough, and this is a suggestion to anyone that moves, write down any, like, little dings or if there's any places on the carpet that has, like, discoloration or, like, literally anything. And go through as if you're, like, going to do everything. Like, turn on the shower, turn on the sinks, like, mm-hmm. turn on the heat, turn on everything and, like um write down anything and then date it and sign it that's another thing jonah has to do the walk there by himself because it's in lafayette and i'm in baton rouge scurry um and so i'm like this is just not going to work out very well um (laughs) (laughs) because you know like i can explain to him that he needs to do that but i'm just not so sure how well that's gonna work out also we've got a dog and landlord situation at the door so if we hear some barking that's what's going on um, I don't really know what's happening, to be completely honest with you. Hi, Jennifer. Um, but, yeah, I think she's just she's just standing out there. But it's yeah, so I'm funny so that I've met your landlord. I know, really. Because <laughs> my <laughs> landlord right now, like, it's a girl's yeah, apartment, so she literally yeah. lives downstairs. But, um, yeah. yeah, but it's just been a lot of logistics. And I think it's going to be really fun. Well, I know it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about being in the house. And yeah. I am excited about the setup process. I'm just not excited about the actual moving, like, Nobody yeah. likes to move things. Well, Nobody yeah. likes moving furniture and boxes and no. it's chaos or like packing. But, you know, I think the worst of it is done. Um, so like the the packing part. Um, actually, I think the moving part's the worst of it. But, you know, anyway. Um, but oh. yeah, this is going to be a, it's a house. It's not an apartment. Yeah. Um, so it's big. It has plenty of room. Um, we've gotten such... I've had so much fun, like, decorating, like, grabbing, like, mm-hmm. getting things. We obviously haven't done it yet. I'm so excited to see it all set up. But I've had so much fun, like, getting everything for the house. That's been really, really fun. I know Did it's still Did you print my illustration happening. yet? I have sent it. Um, Alexis made me a very cute illustration of me and Jonah that I'm going to frame. I have a lot of art that people have gotten me that I need to get frames for. But I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, I got to wait till I get there and see. Totally. Because I don't yeah. even know what color. Like, I framed yeah. some stuff, but then I need to figure out where I'm putting that stuff before I decide what yeah. color frames I need for other stuff. Y'all know how it is. Um, And it's, like I said, it's a big house. It's got three bedrooms, living room, you know, obviously. um, And has, like, a courtyard. Like, there's just so many places that things could go. So I need to figure out where I want them. So anyway, Um, that's my big update. uh, Kind of in the same vein, actually, yesterday, which I can't believe it went by this fast. But um, yesterday, Mark's, because we were so weird and stupid, we did this all on the same day. Um, But... Today, or no, yesterday marks two years from the day that we, one, moved into this apartment, like, this unit, and two years since we adopted Winston. 
Winston. Mm-hmm. Such wow. a cutie. That is weird mm-hmm. that it lined up. Um, mm-hmm. Winston's precious. I think Winston still looks basically to me identical as he did like when you first got him. Like, it, especially in photos, the size of him just like hasn't realistically changed in the photos. And I've met him in person, but um, obviously only one time. But mm-hmm. I love him. He's such a little man. He did um, get fatter. He's but... in his obesity area era. Um, we have we put him on a diet. He was thirteen pounds. Now he's he was thirteen and a half pounds. Now he's like twelve pounds because he's skinty. Oh my god, Winston! I love it. Mm-hmm. You love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that's crazy that that happened on the same day. Like that's We're really so weird. Stupid. Well, we literally like got the keys, and then we live in Essex, and we drove. No one knows what this means, but we drove to Rutland. Like literally, that's like an hour and a half, two hours away. We got the keys and got in the car and immediately drove to get Winston, and then came back. I thought you said it was moving. two years since you got Winston and one year since you moved in the apartment. No, that's two years from both. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yep. We are going to take a quick break to thank the sponsor of this week's episode. If you've listened to the past few episodes, then you know that one of my goals for the new year is to live a healthy and balanced lifestyle. And one of the ways that I'm doing so is by using my Nutter plant-based milk machine. So the plant-based milk trend is definitely here to stay with oat milks and almond milks and coconut milks. But have you ever actually thought about what goes into those milks? A lot of store-bought nut milks are filled with additives, preservatives, and added sugars, and that is just not something that I need in my life. Making homemade plant-based milk is now quick and easy thanks to the Nutter Machine. With just nuts and water, you can create delicious, nutritious plant-based milk with just the touch of a button in as little as five minutes. And the best part, you can create any plant-based milk, so oat milk, almond, cashew, hemp, coconut, soy, and so much more. Just for the CYA podcast listeners, we're offering an exclusive 10% off with the code CYA10, but definitely hurry because this deal will not last long. And that, again, is CYA10 for 10% off at Nutter Machine. So back in the 2010s, let's say 2011, I was at the dance studio very many days of the week. And that meant that either my backpack or my dance bag was filled to the brim with protein bars to get me through the day. And I so very much wish that I had the sponsor of this week's episode with me, which is Wodo. So Wodo is an edible cookie dough kind of protein bar. Each bar has between four and five grams of protein, but my favorite part about them are that they are vegan, non-GMO, dairy-free, soy-free, egg-free, and gluten-free. So all of my fellow besties with tummy troubles are going to be able to enjoy these. So that is www.wodo.com. That is spelled W-H-O-A-D-O-U-G-H. And you can also get them on Amazon. So again, that is www.wodo.com or just go type that into Amazon and it'll come right up. Okay, also, um, we have an update that is kind of unimportant, but might be important. Depends on who you are. (laughs) But we're trying out, because we feel like our episodes are a little bit long um, for, like, a business podcast. You know, for an informational podcast. They're just getting, like, progressively longer. Yeah, we feel like they're just a little bit long. So we're trying out removing the random question. Um, I feel like... It's fun and we like it, but it's always just kind of random and not super informational. Um, yeah. So we're trying that out, testing it out. If you guys are listening to this and you're like, I cannot believe you're removing that. That breaks my heart. You can message us on Instagram and let us know. Yeah. If we don't get any messages, we're just going to keep the random question out um, and no. try to pack the time with information because we know that's what y'all are really coming here for. Um, I mean, are you coming here because we're the funniest, sexiest, hottest girls on the internet? Yes. But, obviously, you know. The random question we felt like could go. It was um, random. It was random. Yeah. As in the name, you know. But we just are going to try that out, see what yeah. happens. And um, I think I think um, what I want to do instead is let's say that we don't have anything to talk about in the intro. Maybe we'll throw a random question in at a random time. But I think the consistent random questions also just, like, low-key were kind of hard to come up with every week. I feel like they were getting, like, more boring. No, literally. Every single time we would try to come up with one, I would be, like, we'd be 
introing the guest and I'd be like, oh, yes, please Google random questions. Cool. Yeah. So we're just trying. We're trying it out. If you guys really, really miss them, let us know and we will yeah. um, bring them back. But yeah, I guess we'll get into today's topic. Um, today we're talking about something that we have wanted to talk about for a while. I yeah. actually saw an Instagram post about this and then I kind of like got obsessed with the idea and then Alexis kind of got obsessed with yeah. the idea too and we decided mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about it um and it's the idea of the gap between your skill or ability and your taste so mm-hmm. basically like you know if you have a, for example if you're an artist and yeah. you have taste like you know you know what you want to create but your skill isn't there yet right or you see it in your about- mind of you you know what you want the outcome yes. to be and it doesn't have to just be in art I exactly. definitely like started thinking about this in art but I think that this can be in like um branding or this can be in um social media this can be mm-hmm. in like um you know like Wolf and Wonder like the actual physical making of a product um mm-hmm. yeah I think like in anything it can be kind of that like uncomfortable feeling of like I know what I want but I don't have either like the means to get to that place or I don't have the um skill and experience in order to achieve that kind of desire yeah and this idea when you google this I'm googling it right now it's the the idea of this concept is kind of attributed pretty much everywhere to Ira Glass from This American Life um and you see this kind of like everywhere but this is just um a little quote from the video. It's actually pretty long, but I'm just going to read part of it. Mm-hmm. So it says, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish somebody told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have the special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you're just starting out and you're still in this phase, you have to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you'll finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close the gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. I And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal for it to take a while. You just have to fight your way through. Love that. So I feel like this idea is really interesting because we have all experienced this. You, mm-hmm. as the quote said, you have to have good taste to be able to get into a creative field. That's yeah. part of, you know, the eye that people talk about. That's part of the, the thing. That's part of what is something that, you know, you can't really be taught. And the part that just separates, I think, creative people from like analytical people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part that I think really draws us all into this kind of creative industry. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you immediately have every skill you need to be able mm-hmm. to create what you want, whether it's, in graphic design, whether it's web design, yeah. whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, like these are skills that can be taught and that can be practiced and that you will get better with time. So I think that's just really an interesting idea when you yeah. think about, you know, we all have the eye, but it's the skill that isn't at the beginning. It's just not going to match up with it. Right. And if you were doing like a sport or um, if you were, learning a language you're not gonna expect yourself to be fluent in that language or you know an Olympian like you have to keep you know trying and um like honing your skill like we said so I think it's it's very normal to have that kind of like growing pain period but it's very um especially in creative things it's like I know what I want to be doing why can't I just do it like it's so frustrating um But yeah, and I think that also this kind of goes along with the same thing, um, but not really. It kind of relates, whatever. Um, Yesterday, actually, I saw Skylar. She posted on her TikTok something about how, like, she was getting really discouraged with, like, numbers and kind of let that. And that was, like, literally me. Like, I have been not posting because I just know that my numbers are going to be shit because it just, they just are. Um, and she's like, I was stopping myself from creating. And then I realized, like, if I want to keep going and doing this, um, you know, long term, I need to shift my mindset to more so having my 
content be more of a portfolio and I think that that so much goes along with this whole concept of like taste versus ability because I mean you know it's a little different because like she already is proud of her content you know and she's she's happy with it but I do think that just like continuing to put stuff out there is the kind of mindset mindset shift that needs to happen um in this kind of concept and I also wanted to say when you were talking I, I was reminded of this quote that I heard and I don't I think it's like a year a year's time is the the time frame that they say but I heard a little while ago this phrase that's like if you aren't cringed out by your creativity from a year ago then you aren't like changing or developing your your um craft enough and Mm -hmm. I think that that's so accurate I mean like there's times when like you know if you've been an artist for 30 years you at some point will come to a, a, a kind of like a stylistic choice and things won't shift that much um but I think especially in the first I'd say like you know 10 years you're gonna grow so much and I think part of that growth is accepting that you're never gonna be perfect at something Mm -hmm. and there's always opportunity um to improve even at the the smallest scale um and I know personally I look back at some of my old content I'm like what the literal hell is that like yeah what what is going on especially 2020 days we talk about that all the time but um yeah and I think like the best (laughs) for all of us who are you know a lot of you listening I'm assuming are in a creative career so it right kind of complicates things when this is your job because I feel like there's this expectation that like if you're gonna be being paid for something then it's really good right that's not always the case like if you're at an entry-level job you're being paid to learn to right. to some extent you know that's right. why senior people are paid so much because they don't you know there's there's no more learning involved they're just doing all the work and they they're just do doing it, it yeah mm-hmm. but in a creative career just because it's your career doesn't mean that you're not learning and growing and doing some things that are bad and doing some things that are good and then doing right. you know doing something terrible and learning and doing it better next time like right. and that even goes in the creative side of things because I'm thinking like specifically about web design so say you're a web designer at a firm the first website you design at that firm ever is probably going to be garbage or at yeah. least bad ish yeah you know right compared to what you're going to do three years down the line right um and I think you know just because it's your job doesn't mean that you can't be bad at it for a while um or be you know I think bad is so subjective because it depends on your experience like we're saying but you know even if you're making things and you feel frustrated you're like okay I see this thing that this other person's made why doesn't mine look like that I you know I know what looks good why can't mine look like that um and it really is just time like we are humans we're not robot machines that can be programmed to make things and programmed to make things exactly how we want them it is time and it is experience and I also think that's what makes you a unique designer and artist yourself is taking the time and learning what you're really good at and what you really like rather than just learning some design principles how boring would it be if everybody could learn design principles and make you know the same looking graphics like that would just be so boring Right. And I also think that it has a lot to do with perspective because I personally, you know, I went to like art school and I nearly, I was like a credit off from getting a minor in art history. So a lot of my, you know, art history knowledge plays into a lot of my kind of like, not all my design style. I'm not going out and like painting Renaissance paintings by any means, but I have kind of like that critical you know, I I guess studio mindset of, like, this, I'm a little bit sometimes too objective, um, with my own work, um, because I can take myself out of it, but I think that as people that are in graphic design, in web design, in, you know, social media, in whatever you are in, you're looking at, like, the top people and being, like, damn, I wish I could be like that, whereas, like, Austin, no idea. Like, he can look yeah. at my social media and be like, she is the slayest queen. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, he could look at, like, my old graphic design stuff and be like, that is the best drawing of The Bachelor that I've ever seen. And, you know, have, like, a positive thought about it. And so it really is, you know, all about perspective. Um, but I think 
a lot of this just comes down to like being uncomfortable or being comfortable with feeling uncomfortable which I don't like I know Katie doesn't like oh yeah no no um but I think and this is completely 110% a message to myself I think I need to just get the fuck over it and just start posting because the the fact of the matter is you are never going to get better if you don't try and especially I think like in the creative field it's so easy for us to have you know hundreds of sketches in a notebook and you know drawings on procreate and you know plans in a notebook for for the future but if you want to change your craft and your creativity to a career the whole objective is to get it out into the world you're not going to be able to make creativity your career if you're keeping it to yourself and I know that it's very scary to like be vulnerable and put it out there but that is the difference between like I said making it into a reality versus a hypothetical yeah and when I was reading about this I read a lot about the idea of just like completism I guess it's not really a word but Mm -hmm. literally just finish something like Mm -hmm. don't you know if you keep drawing say example for example you want to be like a portrait artist I'm thinking of Cora my friend who's been on this podcast before if she Mm would have just kept continuing to draw half of celebrities faces and hate them and (laughs) never put anything out yeah she never would have ever seen the success she is now but she's gone through and she looks back at her old portraits we've talked about this and she's like that doesn't look exactly the way I wanted it to you know (laughs) right and even like I've looked at her old art from like middle school and like it's not even portraits so it took her a while to even figure out that's where she wanted to be yeah and you know this applies to art and in that way you know if you have to do something you're never gonna be able to see how people respond to it but this also applies to literally like business like I am not a bit mm. an expert business owner. I have not been even doing this for a year. Mm-hmm. But being able to put things out there, get feedback, and experience like, oh, that didn't work too good, you know? that I wish I would have done that differently. That's yeah. really, like, if I, I have, you know, when we talk about taste, obviously we're kind of talking about art, but, like, the way that I want things to be, I can see this business, how it runs. I can totally. see it. It's, you know, I, it's a vision. But I can't achieve that without failing multiple times along the way and being able to be comfortable with the idea that it's okay to fail and it's actually probably what's going to help propel you to where you want to be totally makes a really really big difference in how you kind of see things and how you regard yourself whenever you're failing you know because failure it really is not like it's truly impossible to become the best at something without failing multiple times 100 percent. and I want to go off of you said kind of like the um focus on like being complete and I I heard something recently recently that I resonated a lot with that I think a lot of us especially as perfectionists we get so focused on having a venture of ours a goal of ours be quote-unquote complete before we start it so let's say with um Katie's business social media management do you think that you would be at the place that you are now if you had started in like a complete way no No. absolutely not you had to just start and learn along the way and I think that a lot of us get we like I said earlier in the episode you are you know writing things on the notes app and you know coming up with ideas and putting things into calendars but taking that first step is really the most important part and taking that first step without having too much of a plan is actually and this is coming from someone that is the largest planner of anyone mm-hmm. I always want to have a complete game game plan but I think your game plan at some point starts to kind of like prohibit you yeah and I think the reality of the situation is that another thing I was seeing when I was researching this is like okay you know we say the more practice you get the more clo- like the closer you get to closing the gap between your you know your expertise or your ability and your taste okay your taste is also going to (laughs) evolve yeah so like it's just like you know I Elon Musk 
doesn't have the same taste for a well-created car as he did when he started thinking of the idea for Tesla. You know, like it's even these big people, like you don't have the same taste or quality that you expect from yourself because the way that you really, I mean, if you're really a, you know, like a leader, you're going to keep raising the bar for yourself, but you can't have the bar be you know, on the roof when you first start, right. it's not how it works. It's like a ladder. You know, right. your gap is from one ladder rung to the next, and then you go to the next, and then you go to the next. Yep. And slowly and slowly, the you know, the, the rungs on the ladder get closer together, and it's less of a gap. Right. But you're still never going to be completely pleased with every single thing you do. That's just not right. how the world works. That's not how humans work. And so really the most important thing is just getting comfortable with the, like, tension um, yes. between, you know, the tension in your self of like okay I know that this isn't the absolute best thing that anybody could make but this is where I'm at right now right and then being okay with being like okay you know in six months maybe I'm going to be where I wanted to be today but then there's going to be a new place I want to be in six months right Um, I also think that I think that things also just naturally as a world and as a society things shift so quickly whether that's in business if you wait too long someone might come along with the same idea and take you know, they're not stealing it from you. They just thought of it as well. Mm -hmm. So that's something you need to jump on social media. If you are like, oh, I want to get this trend, you know, this is more in a minute scale, but it's still the same, you know, concept. If you're like, oh, I want to get this trend perfect. And you spend weeks planning out by the time that you post that piece of content, that trend has been well and gone. Um, And I think, I think like, I tell my clients all the time, like anybody who's doing like an energizer or something where I'm not managing, I'm like, mm-hmm. honestly, the most important thing is that you just start posting just and then post, it gets yeah. way less difficult. Like you just need yeah. to start posting and you're not going to love every single thing you make at b- the beginning, but that's yeah. just part of the journey. You know, that's mm-hmm. just part of the thing. Even me, like I look back at my old client work and I'm like, this could have been a lot better and mm-hmm. I'm doing things better in, an, in a more effective and efficient way now. Um, but I think it's just, yeah, it, you hold yourself back a lot by, or just, even never let yourself start like we were saying by just waiting for it to be something that you're 100 percent proud of it's rare. exactly it's rare yeah. and I think about that I don't know Alexis I feel like I think about this a lot with school assignments where like I could sit there and pick apart oh my, my school assignments before I submit yes. them so hard but I'm like okay no this is the best that it's going to be right now like let's just right that was a huge mindset sh- mindset shift for me as well because my thesis was 80 pages long and had mm-hmm. so many different, um, you know, components. Like it was, it was the 80 pages, but it was also like hour long interviews with yeah. people. And it, it was, it was a lot. Um, and yeah, like looking back, there's so many things that I would have changed, but that doesn't stop me from being proud of it. Um, you know, like it marks a time in my life. And that, that can be either like a large thing, like a portfolio or, taking a test you know like you go into a test wanting it for it to get a 100 but you're not always going to get a 100 but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be proud of it yeah um so exactly. but I also did I did want to ask because I don't want to keep blabbing on and then not ask Katie this perspective but in the concept of taste versus ability I think that there's another kind of aspect to this which is when you don't really have I don't know the best way to put to describe this but when you don't have the assets that you need in order to create the best content so for me that could be like I don't have the slayest apartment mm-hmm. um for Katie that could be you know a client she's not you know in driving distance to there she can't go get mm-hmm. the content herself she has to rely on the client um yeah I want to get your perspective and maybe advice on on that this is something that I've worked through a lot and talked to a lot of other business owners about because so for me my ideal client is a small local business that means Mm -hmm. that they don't have crazy big budgets right but that also means that you're kind of at the point as it where you know as a business owner where you don't want to overwork yourself but you also want to give people the best thing that they can for the money that they have to be able to pay but you know let's just imagine this I didn't have you know however many clients I worked at one place full time as their social media manager, am I going to do better work for that one place that's hired me and is paying me a salary and I'm working there nine to five every day? Yes. Right. They'll get better results. I will do better work. I'll be able to do better work. Maybe they give me the nicest camera and I have a videographer team and all of this stuff, you know? Maybe that's the case. And as a business owner, it can be difficult to understand. I'm charging this client, let's say $1,000 a month. So they're paying me, what is that, $12,000 a year. Right. 
this means they get this many hours, which means they can right. only get this many results and this, you know, good of whatever and this and that and whatever. It do- But that doesn't mean that I am not capable as a social media manager to do whatever level of work the social media manager at Duolingo is doing, you know? It right. doesn't reflect on my ability. And that's something I've had to work on a lot of like, you know, it's kind of like the difference, you know, like Alexa said, we're kind of flipping the coin here. But just because I am not doing you know when when you're a service-based business owner am I doing the absolute most for each client that's given in their contract and their proposal yes but I cannot do you know a forty thousand dollar salary you know nine to five every day 40 hour work week amount of work for one client that just isn't how it works right and and you can't go out and like you know let's say it's a cookie business you can't go out and like rent a studio for their you know photo shoot like that's not exactly you know exactly. within the yes. parameters and it's different so. for each client you know if a client is you know wants a professional branding shoot we can make that happen but yeah, if that's right. not something that they have the budget for then that's just right. not what's going to happen and so I think that's something that I've dealt with and then also you know like Alexis said sometimes I'm working with the assets that I'm given and it's about being able to do the best work that I can given that but you know Maybe I know video content is going to perform best for a client, but they have given me no video content. Okay, well, then I have to do the best that I can with photos and graphics, you know? It's just knowing that, like, maybe you do know what's best, but that's not a possibility and not getting bogged down in, like, at least for me, like, I can't sit here and beg my clients on my hands and knees to send me video content. If that's not a reality for them, that's not a reality for them. Mm-hmm. And what's smarter for me to do is do the best that I can given what I'm given and understand in my own brain. This doesn't mean that I am not a strategic and smart social media manager who knows everything that will get them the best results. I do know. Right. But right. sometimes that just doesn't work for each individual client. And it's the same way, like even my packages, they include a certain amount of reels a month because those take more time. I can't right. just make everything into reels if they're not paying for it because then I'm not being fair to the rest of my clients and giving them the right. time and what time they, that pay they for, paid for. You right. know? So, and I tell my clients, like, if I can turn it into a reel, I will try to. You know, I'm going to try to make your content as strategic as possible, but yeah. I can't spend, you know, 10 hours a week filming content for this client who is paying me or what you know I yeah I charge them for you know three hours a week or whatever I'm charging them for none of my clients are three hours a week that are management but you know um so I think that that's something that honestly what that really goes back to for me as a business owner is making sure that I'm not taking it on to myself and being like oh I'm bad at social media because this client isn't getting the best results they could when it's really like okay you know what am I being given to work with? yeah what am I being given to work with what is this you know Especially for like, if you're hiring, so for example, if you're a business owner listening to this, if you're hiring a freelancer versus hiring somebody in-house, what you're paying for is, is kind of slower growth because you're not right. hiring somebody on a salary um, right. and you're just paying for To be for working less, on it at all times. Yeah, you're paying for less time. You know, that just is, you know, that's just how things work. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about that because they want it to be like, oh, I'm giving, you know, my clients, I want them all to feel like my only client. And like, I mm-hmm. do too, but they're right. not. They're not, right. you know? Right. That's I just the reality it. of it. Exactly. And, like, they know what they're paying you for. They know how much they're paying you. They, If they wanted right. somebody to be there full-time, they would hire a full-time marketing manager. Um, and I think it's also our job to set expectations that we're not that. But I do think that where that's really come into play for me is making sure that in my brain I'm able to separate, like, just because this is what I'm given and I'm working with it, like, I'm actually a really good social media manager to be able to work with what I'm given. I think, and I've seen a lot about this. It's like, if you say you're a great social media manager, but you're working for the most slay fun company ever, like it doesn't mean (laughs) you're bad, but like, could you do the same thing for the plumber down the street? You know, like, and it doesn't mean that you're bad. I'm not saying like you're a bad social media manager if you work for a fun company. You're not, but when it's really hard. You're being handed stuff. Yeah, it's really hard to make things that are not fun or people Fun. that you don't yeah. want to follow look good. Like totally. one of my classes this semester for copywriting, um, my, my copywriting class, our like example client is like a lawn care business. And let me tell you, it is very hard in my assignments to make that seem fun at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's really where it comes into play of, you know, you're not always going to be able to do your top stellar A1, top tier, most strategic, most whatever work when it's mm-hmm. a two-way street kind of thing. Totally. I think that that also that kind of mentality that I feel like you're expressing with clients can also go for if you're, you know, a content creator or if you're, you know, doing your own social media for your business, um, like whether it's service or product based. And I think that 
really a lot of that is just based on being scrappy with it you know work with what you've got and for me you know I don't have the all-white kitchen Mm -hmm. so in some cases I'm just gonna work with what I've got I'm gonna kind of play to more the relatability aspect but when I worked for Eat Smarter you know I did want at times the white um you know backdrop so I you know had them buy me what like a $30 you know backdrop kit you know um and I think that a lot of um great examples of this are things that I see on TikTok from UGC creators you know they don't live in a all-white mansion you know they're going outside into the grass and using mirrors for lighting and you know using their their iPhones and you are able to um you know get some pretty amazing content out of seemingly not a lot um and I think that, like I said, it's just that, like, drive and the the want for it um, and bringing it back to the topic of the episode, but just making sure that you're pushing through um, the not-so-slay days, as our queen, J.C. Marie Smith, says. What did she say? I don't forget now. That After was every flop. <laughs> After every flop a comes, uh, yeah, yeah, or a every slay is... Yes, every large flop is followed yeah. by an even larger sleigh. Um, yeah. And I think that, that that very much uh, fits in line with the topic for the day. Yeah, and I just think really when it comes down to it, this is just all to be said that – and I think this is something that I struggled with a lot. As somebody who – I think both Alexis and I are pretty uh, – we both have graduate degrees. Like we – have gotten a lot of education but your education right. can only teach you so much like your education totally. is not going to teach you every give you all thing. the tools yeah and so just being okay like we've said so many times being okay with trying things seeing what works putting out things that are literally bad of course if you think it's bad at the time <laughs> Trash, maybe don't yeah. like if you think it's absolutely terrible don't right. put it out but like <laughs> right you know it's not a bad thing to look back at old things you made and be like oh that could have been better I look back at my Instagram from a couple of months ago and think oh my branding was not very solid like I didn't really Mm -hmm. have it together there you know and I don't think that that's a bad thing I'm actually really proud of myself so I just thought of a good analogy that I frankly am going to use for myself let's say let's think back to when we're in what like second grade fifth grade do you think your parents if you got a 98 would like, slap you in the face and be like, this is disgusting. I can't believe that you got a 98. No, they'd probably put it on the fridge with a little mm-hmm. golden star. So when you're looking at your content, you can look at something and be like, uh, there's that little bit missing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop it from being good. You know, you know just because what? it's not perfect doesn't mean that it's not worthy of posting. Yeah. And this is something that's kind of unrelated to this topic, but something that I feel like we can talk about more later, but I've wanted to talk about and something that Alexis and I have talked about that I struggle to communicate with clients and struggle with in my job. Mm-hmm. The life span of an Instagram post is like, what, 24 hours? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to spend you three don't hours to, on yeah, one Instagram totally. post. You shouldn't. What you yeah. should spend three hours on is a podcast episode, a blog, you know, a piece yep. of bigger content that you're going to get, you know, social media content from. But like, even my clients, sometimes I'm like, hey, I understand this might not look how you would want a commercial on TV for your brand to look, but that's not what this totally. is. That's totally. not what this is. Like, this is one social media post. This doesn't have to be, of course, it should be good and correct and everything, but like, right. it doesn't have to be like the most perfect you know, not every single social media, that's not what social media is about. It's really not. Um, And so I think that's another thing that just to give an example of this specifically, you know, sitting down and beating yourself to death about every single thing that you create, you will never get anything out there. And being creative just is the nature of it is some things are going to be things that you really love and some things just aren't. And you just have to keep creating and keep trying. You can't let yourself just be bogged down in the cycle of like I said, drawing the same portrait over and over again and never putting it anywhere. It's just, yeah. It just won't do anything for you. Um, but unless we have anything else on this topic, Alexis, do you have any other closing points? I don't have any closing points, but I do have a closing update, um, which I think is funny because I feel like in just the nature of our podcast, I feel like every couple weeks we're like, okay, guys, we're doing this instead. Now we're going to be doing this. Um, but we're thinking that we actually have 
a lot more to say <laughs> recently. Um, I feel Just like a year literally ago. Literally the topic of this episode. Like we have learned yeah, so much. Like exactly. we have new yeah, knowledge. I, and I think like ability. a year ago, a year ago was when we were like, let's do more guest episodes, which we love our guest episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But by nature, Katie and I are both getting a lot more busy and guest episodes are just difficult to um, coordinate since it's three different schedules and everything. Um, so what we're thinking is that we are going to start doing two guest episodes a month and then two solos. So, um, I kind of want to post on the story, like, do you like solo episodes or guest episodes better? Because yeah. I feel like we weirdly kind of get more listens on the solo episodes. because we're hilarious, but it's our solos... are so <laughs> funny. Yeah, so the way we're going to structure the solos is one of them is going to be kind of in my niche, so it's going to be about social media, it's going to be about mm-hmm. kind of like marketing, things like that, and one of them is going to be kind of in Alexis's niche, so it could be anything from like, you know, productivity, content creation stuff, or, you know... Work from home. Brand strategy, like her... Yeah, you know, that her too, career totally. career stuff, like creative, yeah. business, leadership, all of that. So um, if you have any topic recommendations about either social media, and this could be like, I want social media tips from my business or this could be I want to know how to run a social media agency like it could be anything yeah um for that or for anything from Alexis to like work from home how to be productive favorite organization you know methods ways to organize her planner or things like that yeah. or you know how to create a brand strategy like anything like that um yeah. send us dms and we will add this to the schedule but yeah we're gonna try and that then out. I think that I think that if we'll do like a um if we do like a episode that's like this, where it's like a lot of both of us, mm-hmm. I think that that will just be a third solo for the month. Um, yes. So yeah. this month in March, I think we will just do two solos and two guests. Yeah. Um, yeah. But either way, it's all going to be valuable. I think we just got to a point a year ago where we were like, oh, we've kind of run out of all our value because we yeah. were doing a good amount of solos. But now we have a lot more. Like I've been building a business. I have a lot of tips to give you guys. And yeah. I want to have a place to do that. So um, and I have a lot more social media expertise and knowledge, too. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm prematurely yes. saying the things that we say in our intro or outro. <laughs> um, so but you'll just yeah. hear it again. <laughs> Not really. Um, but we love you guys and we we'll love talk you. To you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of check your aesthetic podcast if you enjoyed this episode and want more follow us on instagram at check your aesthetic and tiktok at check your aesthetic podcast if you want to support our show text the link to this episode to a friend share when you listen to cya on your story or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode if you want to hear more from us be sure to hit the follow button on apple podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform we'll talk to you next monday see ya Thank you.